Welcome back, Nexus Church family, to our series we called Nativity. Last week, we saw the anticipation of the coming Savior, the Messiah who would free Israel. But he didn't come the way they thought he would. And we looked at a little bit of Mary's story. And today, we're going to take a further look at Mary's story and look at the arrival of Jesus. Now, when you think of Christmas, what comes to mind? Does sugar plums dancing around the fire stimulate anything? I honestly have never seen a sugar plum in my mind either um, in real life, so not really sure what that is. Uh, Does sitting around the Christmas tree with presents come to mind? Or maybe being at a Christmas Eve service and singing Silent Night off-key? which does happen often because it is at such a high note. There's a lot of things that come to mind when we think of Christmas. There's so many traditions, family things that we do. It is really one of the most stimulating and somewhat chaotic times of year. It captivates us. It, it brings us back all together again. You're anything like me. I've been overwhelmed in my life at Christmas time. I used to work in the grocery business for many years, most of my high school years, and then all the way into my early 30s. I worked at a grocery store in many different capacities. And every time we got to this time of year, there was so much planning and of what do we need to order and what are going to be the big sales this year. And man, looking back at the, the trends over the years and Will this price be comparable, and will we sell that much again? And there's so many different things, and then the added people, and just all of the craziness with extra activities at work, along with the extra customers and inventory. Then comes the end of the year inventory, along with the New Year's holiday. I would just get so overwhelmed with all of the craziness that came at this time of year, and that became a place where I really didn't appreciate it anymore, and it got me off track of what the season is really about. It's not about the chaos. It's not about the capitalism and getting as much stuff as you possibly can for somebody. Christmas is so much different than that. But yet, I still live in the craziness, in the chaotic, in the stimulating experiences that make up Christmas. And it's no different than when Mary had Jesus herself. It was a chaotic time of year. And she went through quite a bit of stimulation in the arrival of Jesus. And so we're going to look at the second part of Mary's story today in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. This little brief account of the arrival of Jesus, we're going to see how her surroundings, the society itself, was in chaos, which I think we can all agree our society is in a little bit of chaos, but also the internal or the the emotional conflict that was inside of her. So as we read, maybe you can relate to some of what Mary experienced as well. So Luke chapter 2 verse 1 says, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken 
of the entire Roman world. That is a lot of people. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Well, they were there. The time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Talk about chaos. Today, I would just like to look at those two things that she experienced, this, this societal chaos and this internal or emotional conflict that she experienced. And hopefully you can experience the freedom that she experienced from God himself as he bring peace to this time of year. So number one, the societal chaos that was around them at this time. Think about this. Now, I realize things are spinning out of control for everybody this time of year. You don't have to be in the grocery business or any kind of business for that matter to feel like things are just hectic right now. Our society as a whole is in chaos, period. But then you add on it. If you have kids, you have school programs, you have maybe your company has some kind of party that you need to attend, or maybe you're involved in some kind of outside of work and school activity that requires you extra time to get together and hang out at this time of year that you feel obligated to be a part of. And so maybe it's school programs, maybe it's activities, maybe it's just longer hours at work. You feel overwhelmed. And Mary felt the same thing. Her society as a whole, I mean, you are being ruled by Gentiles, people from far away that don't understand your culture. They don't understand what it means to be a follower of God himself. He's putting all these requirements on you. And then on top of that, he's asking you to travel. To travel for them over a hundred miles to their birthplace, to his, that is Joseph, her pledged to be husband's place of birth. And so you're going from this small little Nazareth town to Bethlehem that had so much significance culturally over history to the Jews. This was a place where thousands of people would be traveling. So, so think about this. Every person has to go to their hometown to take the census. And so you don't have planes. You don't have trains. You don't have buses or taxis or any kind of transportation other than a donkey. So here it is. Millions of people saddle up their donkeys, or maybe they're lucky enough, a camel or a horse, something like that, and they travel to distant lands. So you have people across the region having to travel. They're forced to move to take the census, to be counted. Why couldn't they just do it where they were living, right? Like, no, they had to go back to their birthplace. So everybody is uprooted. 
And Mary and Joseph take that 100-mile trek with her being nine months was not uh, get up and go. This is a this is a, the desert over mountainous terrain, having to properly plan and think about all of the details. What if she starts having birth while they're traveling? Like where do you stop off? There is nowhere to go. There's no no shelter in a hundred miles. How long would that take you to travel a hundred miles in the desert with a pregnant wife? This was not an idea. They were surrounded by chaos. And so here we go into this city that's packed, and they are lagging behind because of a pregnant lady trying to carefully take every step so she could hold on till they get to the city. I can't imagine the discomfort, the the edginess, the the anticipation, the 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 sheer concern for both Joseph and for Mary. As people are just flying by them, and they're taking their time, wondering when that baby's going to come. So when you feel like the world around you is in chaos, just understand, God is all about meeting you right where you are. He sees your discomfort. He sees the world around you. He sees it all. He knows what you're going through. He saw what Mary was going through. All the craziness around her. The, the, the sheer not knowing what would happen when they got to Bethlehem. What would they find? Would there be soldiers there? Would they be executing people? You, you really don't know. These people weren't for you. There was conflict around them. Concern, fear. But yet, God came and brought peace to her. To her and to all those who would accept it. This time of year can be so chaotic for so many people. And then add to that the reality that that there's lack of sun, and that causes seasonal depression, and just you've got anxiety, depression, busyness, burnout, all of that just brewing underneath the surface. God continues in that chaos. He wants to bring peace to your discomfort. He spoke. Think of it when you go back to just the very first story in the Bible. The world was full of chaos. What did God do? He brought order. Your world's spinning out of control. Those things around you feel like you can't get control of it. Give it to God. Let Him bring peace. Just like He did over creation and Mary, He can do it for you too. Not only was the things around Mary crushing her, internally, her emotions were crushing her. Just imagine with me again. You may be experiencing 
emotional baggage right now, whether it's relational, with your family, at work, at school, or just you yourself, you're battling through things that you don't understand, and it's just, there's so much conflict going on inside of you. Mary understood. Remember where Mary was coming from. She was, again, like we talked about last week, she was a teenager, first of all. Like, she wasn't fully developed in her understanding, and her hormones were still trying to figure themselves out, and now she's got a pregnant body on top of that. Talk about emotional disorder, right? Like, she's going through some things. Things were against her. And then on top of that, she's having a, a pregnancy before she was with her husband, or to be husband. And so as she comes into town, and as she's traveling along those hundred miles, and people are looking at her, there's no wedding ring or whatever was the signal of them being married. There, she had the looks. She had the people talking. Hey, is that, is that the one that they're talking about in, in Nazareth that somehow having a baby and she's still alive? Like nobody's stoned her to death yet? Like, what, like what's going on here? And if you don't know what stoning is, it's not literally like getting high. It's having rocks thrown on you and dying from the impact of rocks constantly hitting you over and over. How is she still alive? Culturally, that wasn't accepted to have a, a child out of being married. So she had people talking. And as they walked into town and as they looked around for a place to stay, the city was full. It was overflowing. The small little city now has thousands and thousands of people all staying at whatever places are available. And as they go from place to place, now they have nothing left, nothing left, nothing left. And even if they did have places left in that culture, it wouldn't have been acceptable for Joseph and Mary to stay anywhere because of their child. So here's Mary, all alone, finding just a little place in the back of a hotel where horses stay. Because the donkeys stay. The animals. And as she lays into the hay to rest from that long week of travel, she tosses and turns. Her stomach gains pain. What was once cramps are now turning into contractions, and these contractions in the middle of the night in a horse trough out there rides a baby. Screams of pain were shouting out. And in the middle of her discomfort, middle of, of her pain, in the middle of all the chaos around her, might not have been a silent night. It was a peaceful night where God's presence came down upon her child. And soon all that Mary was experiencing in those agony and that pain and that concern was all shut down by the Savior. Think of this. Let's pray.
servitude. Smell his arrival of Jesus changed all of Israel. Mankind for hundreds of thousands of centuries, right? Like forever and ever, mankind tried to get right with God. But in the moment, God just pulled it out. Sent his son as a gift. Jesus to be your Savior. Today is the day. It's the greatest gift you'll ever receive. There is no way to be right with God but through Jesus. God the Father sent His Son to step in our place. We couldn't do it on our own, but Jesus did. He lived a perfect life. He was killed. He took all of the things that we've done wrong, and He took God's forceful wrath on the cross. He was buried conquered death by raising again a perfect sacrifice once and for all. As you receive that grace and that salvation, we are made right with God the Father. And the only thing left is to follow Him for the rest of our time on earth. To make Him the leader of our life. And whatever He speaks to us, whether through the Word of God, the Bible, or through prayer, we will say yes. today and every day from this day forward will you receive that gift that was brought to earth by Jesus the Savior and the Savior you receive it whatever you're going through today it pales in comparison to that gift that was sent to you it pales because he will bring peace in any situation. In Mary's situation, in the chaotic world that we live in, no matter what we experience on the outside or on the inside, Jesus will bring peace. And maybe you're a follower of Jesus today and you're like, I'm not experiencing much peace right now. My life is just in shambles. Will you just run to him? Stop running to your phone or social media or whatever it is that you run to, your TV, chocolate, addictions, whatever. Stop running to those things and run back to Jesus. He might not fix all the craziness that's around you, but he can give you peace. If you give him your time, if you give him your life and keep running back to him every day, your life might not be perfect, but you will have peace. You can find joy. You can find joy because there's hope, joy, peace in Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for every person listening that they can receive that joy today. They can receive that peace. They can receive that hope today, no matter what they're experiencing, that if they've made Jesus their Savior and their Lord, that they will find that peace. They'll find that joy. They'll find that purpose again in their life, God. That they can stop looking at the world around them, comparing themselves to that, and compare themselves to the fact that they have hope, joy, peace. They have it all in you. They have purpose. They are your child.
thank you for joining us as a Methodist Church family, and I encourage you to find a church home if you don't have one. And if you do, get there and surround yourself with good people that can help you at this time of year. We all need each other as much as anybody in this world. We need each other in Jesus. See you again.